البرنامج عدين في يوم الجمعة يوم الجمعة يوم الجمعة Programs of religion on a Friday only on the voice of the cave. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. It's uh, six minutes after ten on the Voice of the Cape. Uh, welcome uh, to ninety-one point three FM stereo. If you've just tuned in, as well as eighty-nine point eight, ninety point nine, ninety-five point eight, and www.vsfm.co.za out in the world wide web. My name is Muhammad Fasik. Peace and I'll be with you for the next hour and a half or so, inshallah. And uh, of course, this is our Friday pre-Juma program, which starts off with the Friday nasiha, and uh, we'll be taking it right up until, as I mentioned, half past eleven. Just after that. And then after uh, we'll be bringing Surah Kaf as we wait patiently uh, for the broadcast. The Juma proceedings will be taking place today from Masjid al Quds out in Clinic Road in Gatesville. That's where we'll be broadcasting live from uh, this uh, this afternoon, inshallah. And of course, in attendance, Shafiq Siddiq as well as uh, Mr. Nazim Peterson out on the technical side. Also, one of the things we always consider is the fact that these broadcasts are made possible by you, uh, the person who supports Voice of the Cape on a regular basis. So we say shukran so much to you for all your support. And uh, that, of course, the side of the world, messages that we get, the birthday messages that we get, and uh, also the um, uh, businesses which sponsor the live uh, broadcasts uh, at, when, which, at whichever occasion whether it's on the, uh, for Juma or Dhikr Alhamdulillah we thank you so much to, for making this possible and allowing us to extend this broadcast into the homes of uh, our community right across the Western Cape Alhamdulillah well with that we bring you our sponsors uh, for uh, this uh, afternoon inshallah and when we return uh, we will be in the Friday Nasikha and that will be with uh, Mona Abdul Fattah Qar uh, from the Masjid in Addison Road in Salt River the topic we will be sharing with you a bit later on but do stay tuned. Very, very interesting. Uh, coming up after this. Programs of religion on a Friday, only on the voice of the cave. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome back to VSC 91.3 from Mysteria. I believe it's the 23rd of uh, Muharram 1437, and that corresponds with the uh, date of the Gregorian calendar, which is the 6th of November 2015. Assalamualaikum and good morning, and good morning, and uh, welcome if you've just uh, tuned in. And uh, we're broadcasting live at 91.3 from Mysteria. This is the Friday Nasikha show, and very shortly, inshallah, we'll be joined by Molina. Abdul Fattah uh, he will be chatting to us about a topic which is very current it's, uh, we know it's moving towards the end of the year and this is the time where students uh, when they, once they've completed the, 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 um, the studies and the, the, the writing for the year, the exams um, but you know, especially if they matric, the matric balls happen, uh, end of years, year parties happen at work, and a lot of things happen that falls outside of the context of Islam. So, Mona Abdul Fattah will be going into detail around those things now. We as Muslims should actually be celebrating. Now, so from the outset, this topic is not about attacking anyone who does engage in it, but rather to speak about the truth. We need to look at ourselves in terms of the 
the truth about ourselves and understand what goes for what. As Muslims, it is important for us to remember and to always be reminded by the, the truth about the truth and to live with the truth. So we'll be listening to that a little bit later on with uh, Mona Abdul Fatahka, who will be in studio with us, inshallah. I mean, in the meantime, uh, I'd just like to share something with you that I've gotten off uh, hadithofthedayday.com, uh, and this is off the blog. Um, Hadith of the Day is endorsed by a lot of, um, uh, you know, very, very uh, prominent ulama across the world, and uh, it's a resource I would really encourage you to go and visit from time to time. They post hadith that have been checked uh, onto the website, and also a lot of nasiha, which is very, very valuable. This one, particularly off the blog, uh, says, um, stop acting like an Islamic scholar now. It, it kind of brings a bit of a smile to your face, because you find a lot of people in our community uh, dispense nasiha as if they are scholars, yet they don't necessarily, have never necessarily studied, or perhaps sometimes don't even understand what they're trying to explain. So, at least listen to uh, the explanation of Imam Malik, one of the greatest scholars in Islam, and how he saw the knowledge that he had. Well, it says Imam Malik was one of the greatest scholars in the history of Islam. One day a man who lived thousands of miles away went to visit him. In those days there were no Emirates or British Airways, no 100 100 mile per hour trains. This man traveled for months to visit Imam Malik for one simple reason. He wanted to ask a question and, and ask questions rather and learn more about his deen. He finally arrived and asked the esteemed Imam 40 questions, and the Imam said, I don't know, to 36 of them. He only answered four questions, four questions out of 40. Similarly, one day, Abu Bakr was asked a question about the Quran, and he beautifully answered, uh, which sky will shelter me and which earth will hold me if I speak about a verse of the Quran without knowledge? The question is, are you an Islamic scholar in the true sense? Yes, you, talking to you. Uh, this is how the, 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 the blog is structured. What, Islam, what Islamic education do you have? Are you qualified to interpret hadith? Have you studied eight hours a day for five years to understand Quran in detail? What teachers have you studied under? How many students do you teach? How many hours a week do you spend learning Islam? If the answers to the above questions are mostly in the negative, then the answer to the first question is probably no. So, brothers and sisters, who are we? Compared to such greats, and yet on Facebook and Twitter, and on email in our homes, in our classrooms, in our discussions, we issue fatwas all day long. We pronounce halal and haram, and uh, we pronounce uh, uh, halal and haram on, on acts on, and, and on things that we do not have any knowledge of. And we do it daily. We do it with ease. The word slips out of our tongues like butter spreads on warm bread. We do it without regard. We've become experts on Islamic fiqh. Folks, we do it out of ignorance. Sheikh Google is not an authentic imam. Maulana Twitter is not an authentic imam. Uh, Mufti Facebook is not an authentic imam. Uh, Real fatwas are issued by scholars who have spent years studying Islam, and often they reply with the same humility as Imam Malik and Abu Bakr did. So from today, be careful. Be careful what you say. The angel on your left records everything. Don't keep him busy. Keep the angel on the right busier and learn how to simply say, I don't know, like the greats did. That comes from the Hadith of the Day blog. So something to think about uh, as we go to break, inshallah. When we come back, we will have a scholar in studio with us, and that's, of course, Mullah Abdul Fadakha for our Friday this year.
البرنامج يعدين في يوم الجمعة يوم الجمعة يوم الجمعة Programs of Legion on a Friday only on the Voice of the Cave. Welcome back, it's uh, 10.42 on The Voice of the Cape and uh, this is the Friday Nasiha with myself, Muhammad Fasikh Peterson and I'm joined in studio uh, by Imam of the Al-Sadad Masjid, Mona Abdul Fattah Akar. Mona, assalamu alaikum and welcome to the show. Wa alaikum wassalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Brother Fasikh and to our esteemed listeners of Radio Voice of the Cape on this Mubarak and blessed day of Friday, alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Malna, today we I have a very interesting topic before us, and this is something that uh, is very current because uh, we're moving towards the end of the year, and the various various aspects of uh, um, you know a student life, uh, as far as matriculants are concerned, as well as also when people are you know working and they come to the end of the year and they want to celebrate, uh, you know the the. Uh, ending, you know, the, the year on high notes in the sense, so to speak, and moving into the holiday season. Uh, so, obviously today we'll be speaking about that. We'll be speaking about celebration within the context of Islam, how we as Muslims see it, and uh, matching that up to what is around us at the moment, inshallah. So that will be our yardstick. Islam will be our yardstick, inshallah, uh, this morning. And also remember, you can SMS us four seven nine one three. Send in your messages this morning if you would like to say Jumma Mubarak to anyone. Uh, alternative, alternative to that, of course, is uh, uh, you can also email if I see and inshallah, send your messages uh, in, or if there's a dua you'd like to send in, inshallah, uh, we can make dua at the end of the show, inshallah. Well, of course, but now uh, we start off uh, this morning speaking about this topic uh, that, uh, as we said, is very current, it's, uh, it's going to be happening very, very soon. And uh, um, we as Muslims, we have a different view of these things. Uh, so let's let's start off, inshallah, and delve into this topic. I mean, Jazakumullah Khairan, Muhammad Fasih. Yeah, the topic I'm um, obviously speaking about uh, matric balls. Uh, we begin by praising Allah Rabbul Izzati Wal Jalal, for all praise belongs to Allah Jalla Wa Ala, our Creator, Sustainer, and Nourisher, Provider, and Protector. Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala has granted us that intellect which allows us to study and to understand, to speak and articulate what we feel to others. Alhamdulillah, that is a gift from Allah Rabbul Izzati Wal Jalal, and whatever acumen. And intelligence, Allah Jalla wa'ala has granted a person that comes from Allah, Abi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And it is mentioned in the Quran, this ayah, they ask you about, about the ruh, the soul. Kuli ruhu min amri rabbi. Say to them that the ruh is a matter given from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wama utitum min al ilmi illa qalila. And you have not been given from knowledge except a little. Meaning Allah is the fountain of all knowledge. Allah is Allah knows everything. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his wisdom has given mankind and insan this intellect with which we can and the faculty of understanding with which we can understand and think and analyze. Alhamdulillah. So we are grateful to Allah Rabbul Izzati Wal Jalal for that. We send greetings and salutations upon the beloved of Allah and our beloved Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Khatamun Nabihin, the seal of all prophets. To our, our beloved listeners out there, uh, when we begin by praising Allah and we send salawat on Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we immediately set the foundation for what we are going to speak about. Uh, for this is what is most important to us. Uh, those things which happen to us and occur to us, uh, they change. Sometimes good things happen to us and sometimes calamities befall us. 
uh, yet our foundation is the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala showing gratitude to Allah Rabbul Isati wal Jalal and in times of difficulty showing uh, fortitude and strength and sabr and patience and perseverance for the pleasure of Allah Rabbul Isati wal Jalal so, so the topic matric balls, I, I think rather we should be speaking about celebrating in Islam. How does a Muslim celebrate? What does Islam say about celebrating? And when a person has has achieved something notable, then, then what should a person's reaction be to that? And um, how should what would be the most appropriate act, reaction to a gift from Allah Rabbul Isati wal Jalal? Uh, passing one's matric, ending of the year, getting a 13th check, which everybody looks forward to, alhamdulillah. What is a Muslim's reaction to that? And how should a Muslim react to that? Alhamdulillah. So therefore, I think we should rather be speaking about celebrating in Islam. And how do we celebrate? How did the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa celebrate things which were good, which happened to Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? And I think um, to lay the, the foundation for that or the basis, we look at a hadith and a saying of Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, where Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, عَجَبًا لِأَمْرِ الْمُؤْمِنِ Amazing is the matter of a believer. The person who has iman, belief in Allah and the last day, uh, his circumstance and his condition is an amazing one. إِنَّ أَصَابَةُ صَرَّةُ إِنَّ أَمْرَ كُلُّ اللَّهُ خَيْرُ That uh, every matter that befalls him, or every condition he finds himself in, that has potential goodness for him. In asabatu sarra ashakara fakana khayralahu. If a good thing, a good condition, if a bounty, a boon befalls a believer, he has he shows shukr and gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa taala. Fakana khayralahu. And then that is better for him and best for him. When asabatu darra, and if a difficulty, a calamity. Falls a believe befalls a believer, sabara, then the believer has patience, fakana khayrallahu, then that is better for him. So this is an amazing hadith. In one aspect, if we look at the hadith and, and we internalize it and we think about it, uh, the hadith is saying that if good befalls you and you show gratitude, then that is best for you. And if something bad befalls you, a difficulty, an accident, a family member has passed on sickness, and you have patience, then that is good for you. Showing us that it is not the condition that befalls a believer that is uh, that is the source of goodness. It is the reaction of a believer. How a believer reacts. Somebody gets um, seven A's, eight A's in the matric exam. And Allah make our children of those. Amin thumma amin. Allah make easy for those of us, our brothers and sisters who are writing the matric exams. And they are grateful to Allah, alhamdulillah. Then that is good for them. And uh, somebody else... Um, doesn't come through with flying colors or doesn't even pass and then tells himself I've done what I could I studied as hard as I could maybe this was not the line that you know that is my forte and that what I'm good at maybe my expertise lies somewhere else so I've gone through this this is the result that have come out of it Alhamdulillah Qaddar Allah what Allah has put out that has happened Alhamdulillah and now I will try my I will try my uh, I, I will spend my endeavors in another avenue and channel my efforts in another line. Maybe there I will find more success, inshallah, Aziz. So what happens to us and the conditions that befall us, they are not in, in themselves a measure of whether we are successful or not, not successful. Water is a source of life for one person and for the drowning person, water is the source of his life being taken away from him. The person walking in the desert, for him, a sip of water guarantees him or, or extends his life. For the person drowning in the sea, the more water there is, the shorter his lifespan is going to do 
going to be as he's drowning in the sea. So therefore you can't say water is a source of life only. For those who have drowned, water has become a source of death. So with the difficulties befall us, or with the good things befall us, it is our reaction that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is looking at. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to see, I gave my slave that intellect. I gave my slave that intelligence. I gave them the ability to think, the ability to understand, the ability to comprehend, the ability to speak. I gave them the ability to memorize and remember. And now when they've used all the abilities that I have granted them, once I've granted them that abilities and they've been successful, do they still recognize that this comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Alhamdulillah, I've passed my matric. I've got eight exemptions, mashallah, eight A's. I'm a straight A student, alhamdulillah, all praises are due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is through Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that I'm able to do this. So therefore, the matter of a believer and the condition of a believer, uh, it is amazing. For if a good thing befalls a believer, and may Allah put out good for us, amin thumma amin, and then we, we praise Allah. And we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we show our gratitude to Allah Rabbul Isati wal Jalal. On the other hand, Allah save us from calamities. Should a calamity or a difficulty befall a believer, then a believer shows patience. A believer shows fortitude and a believer shows strength in adversity. And that also will be good for a believer for he has patience for the pleasure of Allah Rabbul Isati wal Jalal. So uh, in celebrating, obviously it means something good has befallen a person. Um, nobody gets a 13th check or good results in the matric exams and they say inna lillahi wa inna ilahi rajiun. <laughs> it is a time of enjoyment, a time of shukr, a time of of expressing one's gratitude for the achievement Allah has granted one and inshallah we can look at how when good things befell the believers and Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam what is the reaction and how do we celebrate when good things happen to us Allah make us of those whom good things happen to in this world and may Allah grant us the best of things in the year after the Jannah of Allah Amin thumma the voice of Mona Abdul Fattah in the program Friday Nasiha and we speak about how we as Muslims celebrate um, uh, you know big uh, occasions or, or occasions uh, of where we have lots of joy and uh, uh, you know things that we are proud of we're going to go for the break and when we come back we'll continue right here on VSC 91.3 FM البرنامج عدين في يوم الجمعة يوم الجمعة يوم الجمعة Programs of Legion on a Friday only on the voice of the Cape Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome back to the Friday Nasiha with uh, Mana Abdul Fattah joining us in studio this morning with the topic uh, looking at celebrating in celebrations in Islam, how we as Muslims celebrate, and uh, uh, how we uh, how we look at uh, um, you know th- instances where uh, something is to be celebrated, how we approach it in terms of the Deen, in terms of our ethos as Muslims, and uh, also the barakah that we try and because obviously, Mona, every time we do something, we're doing it for the sake of Allah because we're wanting to get the barakah, we want to get the blessings of Allah upon ourselves. Wow. Oh. And we're wanting to, because obviously when we celebrate something, we want Allah to give us more of the good. So therefore, we do something good so Allah can give us more good. Is that so? Amin, inshallah. Definitely, uh, Muhammad Fasih, and assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. To our esteemed listeners of Voice of the Cape, alhamdulillah. And this Mubarak and blessed day of Jumu, alhamdulillah. Uh, a matric ball uh, and a, a, a party at the end of the year is not fard. 
But Jumu'ah is fard on each and every male and Muslim male above the age of puberty who is not a, a traveler. So all of us should be making efforts to make sure that we are in the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for, for Jumu'ah. And especially our children um, who are mukallaf, it is fard upon them, our male children, to also be in the house of Allah Rabbul Isati wal Jalal. Yes, uh, uh, Muhammad Fasih to, to celebrate. And uh, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam celebrated occasions as the ummah of Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam does. He has spoken about a very important topic I also want to touch on inshallah. And that is, you know, when, when, when a child passes matric, and then they have now become a grown a grown man. Now she is a, a lady. She has finished her matric. Uh, that is something which we have to look at. And, and when we look at the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and then we find that there are different stages in the life of a person. And maybe we should touch on that first, inshallah, Aziz. Uh, is it such that a, a, a person, once they have passed matric, now they become a man, a lady, capable of making their own decisions and taking responsibility? Well, in the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, a person becomes mukallaf, and responsible for their own actions long before they finish their matric. Um, if you look at the stages of, of a child's life, uh, a child is born an infant, becomes a toddler, uh, crawls, begins to walk, talks, uh, then is potty trained, alhamdulillah, and then after a while begin, uh, speaks nice, uh, then is potty trained. And now they reach the age of five, six, and seven. You will find uh, that this is the age where a child becomes what is called in the Arabic language, mumayyiz. He becomes of a discerning age. Uh, and some ulama have written that a, a child who, who can discern between right and wrong is that child who can eat on its on his own, drink on his own or her own, and they're able to go and answer the call of nature and clean themselves without any assistance and without supervision. That means that child is already of a discerning age, beginning to understand what is right and what is wrong. Then the famous hadith of Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam speaks, that when your child reaches the age of seven years old, and the child is seven years, then you should order your child to pray salah. Not yet responsible for praying salah in a sense that if he does not pray or she does not pray, there's going to be any form of, of reprimand or punishment from Allah Rabbul Izzati wal Jalal. But in the tarbiyah and the nurturing of our children, Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam teaches us, Muru awladakum bi salat wa hum awladu sabah. Order your children, encourage them to pray the salah, and they are seven years old. So now if we are, are talking about our children, as our children become of a discerning, discerning age, five, six, when they reach the age of seven, now that realization in the hearts and minds of all parents must sit in now, that my child is of that age, where our beloved Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam has said, order your children to read salah. Remind them, encourage them, praise them when they read the salah. Give them a gift if they've been a whole week in the masjid for those salah in which they are at home, Maghrib, Isha, Fajr. And encourage them all the time. So this is, uh, this is obviously a very important point in the, in the nurturing of a child. Making the child aware of the orders of Allah Rabbul Isati wal Jalal. Matrik is still far off. The child is in primary school. Oh, and, and, and in that primary school, the, the academic achievements are something which are secondary at that moment in time. But at that point in time already. So if you look at it, on the one hand, they become of age when they are matric and 21 years old, you are given a key. In the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, from the age of seven already, a child's nurturing begins. You are a slave of Allah. Allah wants you to pray at this time. You pray at this time. The child will not be aware of everything. But
knows my my father prays salah, my mother prays salah, and I'm being told and reminded all the time to pray salah. After three years of reminding, then a child can be reprimanded for not praying salah. And even at that age, at the age of 10, our children are not yet mukallaf, or, or usually not yet mukallaf, for there is not those signs of puberty. They have not reached the age of puberty, whether we call it uh, the child has become balir, or whether we say the child has become mukallaf. That is, that is the stage in life where a child becomes responsible by Allah for each and every action that that child does or that person does, that young adult does because now they've reached the age of puberty. Uh, mukallaf means to be responsible, somebody responsible for something and, and that is the age when they're already young adults. That is a time when the physical changes in the body have already taken place and that is a time when potentially uh, the desires for the opposite gender might begin already that is a time when the, the the dressing the dress code of islam must be imposed upon our children they must be encouraged to dress in a in a modest manner covering the aura so this is far from a thick what we are talking here about children who are in the latter stages of their primary school life 11 12 13 you can become mukallaf at the age of 10 already and, and, and therefore, this puts, puts rest and pay to the kind of subconscious thinking. The child still on school, no responsibilities. No. Uh, you don't get trees that, um, that, that grow instantaneously. You have to nurture the tree, slowly, slowly. Sometimes you have to plant a stick next to the tree and, and tie the, the, the main stem of the tree to that stick in order for it to go straight. After a while it blossoms into, into a tree and it gains strength. The same with a child. You cannot leave a child. The child reaches the age of seven. Oh no, let him play, let him do this. Adhan goes and everything. But no, he's still a child, still a child. Still in primary school, still in primary school. Now when the child is in matric, now you want to talk about dressing properly and salah. No, that is not the deen of Allah Rabbul Wal Jalal. That child became mukallaf at the age of 10, 11, 12. Whenever all the signs of puberty had been seen. And, and that time already, responsibility has to be taught. Responsibility has to be taken. And, and, and therefore, Leaving a child in high school and thinking, no, the child is not at and subconsciously thinking he's not responsible for anything. He does not have to worry about a cell phone bill, does not have to worry about water, rates and rent and, and those issues which adults have to have to worry about. Yes, that might be true in a sense, but there is salah, the covering of the aura, being obedient to Allah, being grateful to Allah for the gifts of Allah and uh, Having patience when things don't go a person's way, a child is mukallaf and responsible for that. And therefore we should not have the idea that whilst our children are in school, all they have to do is study and everything uh, becomes secondary. No, they should study, but they should do physical exercise as well. And more important than that, they should be abiding by the deen of Allah, Rabbul Izzati Wal Jalal. So the, the, the misnomer that, you know, uh, they become men and women once they have completed their matric and once they have finished high school and now they can begin to think about things. No, even a person's uh, career path or a person's vocation, what a person is going to do in life should not be delayed until a child comes to matric.
We have to look at the strengths and weaknesses in our children. Where does the strength of my child lie? Is it is my child academically inclined? Has my child got a leaning towards any other vocation uh, or any other kind of ability that and strength that my child has? And we should guide our children in that direction. Alhamdulillah. Coming back, uh, Muhammad Fasih, and to our esteemed listeners, to the issue of celebrating in the Deen of Allah Rabbul Isati Wal Jalal. Let us look at, at examples of of good things. That happened to, to almost uh, most of us, alhamdulillah, and happened in the time of Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and how they were celebrated by Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and for the last 14 centuries, how they have been celebrated by the Ummah and the followers of Nabi Muhammad Mustafa. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We were all children once, and our parents gave birth to us, and having a child is a a, a wonderful gift from Allah Rabbul Izzati Wal Jalal. I mean, we ask in the Quran, Rabbana, O oh Allah, Hablana min azwajina, grant us from our wives, wadhurriyatina, or our spouses, wadhurriyatina. So if a lady makes this dua, she's asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, O oh Allah, make my husband the coolness of my eyes. And when a husband makes this dua, he's asking Allah, O oh Allah, make my wife the coolness of my eyes. May Allah make our husbands and our wives the coolness of our eyes. Amin thumma amin. And a source of happiness and barakah and khair for each other. Amin thumma and grant from our progeny and our offspring make them also the coolness of our eyes a source of happiness for us so now Allah grants a couple a young baby boy a young baby girl or twins or triplets whatever the case might be alhamdulillah um, so now what happens is when this child was born, even in the time of Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam, it was a time of great celebration um, and how was the celebration carried out when a child was born on the seventh day, a child would be given name, Adhan, and Iqama. And then a, a for a boy, two goats or two sheep would be slaughtered. For a girl, one goat or one sheep would be slaughtered. And then that that sheep would then be would then be either fried or, or, or roasted in something sweet. And people would partake of that meal. And that would be a celebration of the gift of Allah that Allah Jalla wa'ala has granted. It is Allah who kept the child alive in the womb of the mother. It is Allah who made the path easy for childbirth. It is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who brought it alive into this world. It is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who sustains it. So now out of gratitude to Allah that Allah has granted a husband and a wife, a beautiful child, a healthy child, uh, therefore that that token of gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what form did it take? It took the form of we, we, we got something, we got a sheep, a cow, we got a sheep or a goat, uh, we have now prepared a meal and then to show our gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we have called the poor, we have called our families, they have come and they're all wonderfully enjoying this meal of Allah, this meal that we have prepared for them out of gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, celebrating the gift of Allah Rabbul Izzati wal Jalal. And what is the, 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 the response of somebody who shows gratitude to Allah Rabbul Izzati Wal Jalal? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself says in the Holy Quran, لَإِن شَكَرْتُمْ لَأَزِيدَنَّكُمْ If you show gratitude to Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will increase you. And, and who does not want an increase in the bounties of Allah Rabbul Izzati Wal Jalal? A simple recipe uh, uh, for Gaining increase in the bounties of Allah is that when Allah has granted us a gift, we are grateful to Allah Rabbul Izzati Wal Jalal. If Allah grants us a great, a great gift and we show ingratitude to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala and we don't express gratitude to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, how can we expect an increase from Allah Rabbul Izzati Wal Jalal? So if a person looks, for example, at the, uh, the aqiqa that is done uh, and this, this meat that is then 
prepared in, in, in a sweet manner, uh, sometimes with coconut, but in a sweet manner, not a very strong manner. And the sunnah is fulfilled. It shows us how celebrations took place in the time of Nabi Muhammad Mustafa, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, when a couple were endowed with the gift of a child. This is the manner in which they celebrated and in which they showed the gratitude to Allah Rabbul Izzati wal Jalal. Before a child can be born, uh, a nikah takes place, alhamdulillah. And a, a nikah is a, a, a wonderful uh, ceremony, a wonderful aqd and transaction where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes halal uh, for the husband and wife, uh, intimate relationships, alhamdulillah, with the purpose and the need of having children. So then what happens is when this nikah takes place, and that which was previously impermissible and prohibited, that becomes permissible. Intimacy and love making between husband and wife, that now becomes permissible. Uh, we, once they have enjoyed the wonderful and rewarding in this world and the year after, the reward of this world is uh, joy in the intimacy itself. And the reward in the year after is being rewarded for being intimate with one's spouse because a person has done it in a manner which is pleasing to Allah in following the sunnah of Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So now a, a, a young Muslim man and a young Muslim lady, they have performed nikah. They have become halal for each other. They have enjoyed the, the wonderful gift of intimacy which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made halal. Now what happens is there is a sunnah. And the sunnah is called the walima, uh, the wedding feast that takes place. Now this wedding feast should come from the husband's side. And when this is done, people are invited. And it's a happy and a joyous occasion. And in accordance with a person's capacity and affordability, a person invites two, three, four hundred people. If it's the first wedding in the family, six hundred, eight hundred people, a thousand, two hundred people. And everybody comes together celebrating the fact that these this young lady and this young man, they followed the sunnah of Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Intimacy has been made halal between the two of them. They have enjoyed the benefits of marriage. Here we come together and we celebrate it. People coming together in a manner that's pleasing to Allah, staying away from those acts which Allah has prohibited the intermingling of, 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 of men and women and Western pop music and uh, alcohol and liquor, all these negative actions which uh, bring about the displeasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Staying away from all of that, people have come together to celebrate and to show gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the wonderful gift of, of nikah and the making halal of the intimacy between a, a husband and a wife. And this is another action which is celebrated from the time of Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam for the wives of Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam there was walima sometimes it was a a wedding feast that was not very big and sometimes it was a bigger occasion alhamdulillah so therefore we find another example of how in the time of Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam beautiful occasions were celebrated by Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam as well as the companions of Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam the sahaba ridwanullah ta'ala alayhim ajma'in the voice of Mawlana Abdul Fatah Qa we're in the program Friday Nasiha speaking about celebrations in Islam when we come back uh, from the break we will continue البرنامج عدين في يوم الجمعة يوم الجمعة يوم الجمعة Programs of Legion on a Friday only on the voice of the Cape
Welcome back to the Fried Nasiha with uh, Mona Abdul Fatah Khan. We're speaking about celebrations in Islam. Uh, Mona, Fatah Khan. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. To the esteemed listeners of Voice of the Cape, alhamdulillah, on this Mubarak and Blessed Friday. We should increase in salawat upon Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allahumma salli wa sallim daiman abada. Ala habibika khayril khalqi kullihimi. One salawat brings us ten rewards from Allah, or ten rahmat, ten mercies from Allah, Rabbul Isati wal Jalal. Celebrations in Islam, alhamdulillah. So uh, the, the daughter, the son, completes a matric and does well in the exams. And the father invites the family for a khatmul Qur'an on a Sunday morning from 10 o'clock till 1 o'clock and they're going to go to the masjid. And then thereafter there's going to be lunch for everybody, alhamdulillah. What a beautiful way of celebrating. Uh, a khatmul Qur'an, recitation of the Holy Qur'an, thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, having friends over uh, with regards, your child's friends, they come over and they all partake in a meal with a good niyyah, alhamdulillah, that, oh Allah, this is what, this is the achievement you have granted my son and my daughter. Oh Allah, this is our way of expressing our Gratitude, alhamdulillah. Even if there might not be a khatmul Qur'an, getting the family over and, and bringing them all together. My, 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 my daughter did well in the matric exams, alhamdulillah. Uh, come join us for a meal on a Sunday afternoon, inshallah, aziz. We are showing our gratitude to Allah, Rabbul Isati wal Jalal, in recognition of the great achievement that my daughter has made, which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has granted her, or my son, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has granted him. These are ways of celebrating, alhamdulillah. When it comes to Eid, how do we celebrate? Yawmu aklin wa shurbin wa bi'alin Says Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Days of eating and days of drinking Five days wherein it is haram to fast The day of Eid al-Fitr The Eid after Ramadan The day of Eid al-Adha The Eid of sacrifice and the three days of Tashriq The three days following the day, the day of Eid al-Adha It is haram to fast no matter how, how, how close a person might be to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or how a person might want to fast to gain the pleasure of Allah, on those days it is haram to fast. And it's because it is days of celebration, alhamdulillah. Uh, so therefore, when, and when we look at celebration, celebrating in the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, can a person celebrate a gift from Allah in the disobedience of Allah? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants uh, the honor and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants a good achievement for example in matric or Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants a, a, an increase in rizq Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants a promotion at work these are all gifts from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from wherever they come from Allah now I want to celebrate it can I celebrate it in the disobedience of Allah Rabbul Izzati wal Jalal so therefore our yardstick is the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this gift comes from Allah I'm going to celebrate it in a manner that pleases my Allah Rabbul Isati wal Jalal. I can't do it in a manner that displeases Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I do not follow the ways of others. I follow the ways of the beloved of Allah, Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And I follow the deen of Allah Rabbul Isati wal Jalal. And therefore anything which contravenes the deen of Allah Rabbul Isati wal Jalal, uh, these are things we should refrain from, whether it be in our day-to-day -day lives, whether it be our lives at work uh, with our, our co-workers, whether it be in our free time at home, whether it be with money given to us by others, whether it be money that, money that we have worked hard for, or whether it be in the December holidays, we still have to live our lives in accordance with the deen of Allah, Rabbul Isati wal Jalal. So if a person wants to go and hire a limousine 
and uh, then dress in an inappropriate manner and then go to a function where wine is going to be served and mu- Western pop music is going to be played and there's going to be intermingling of the genders and there's going to be the uh, close uh, dancing with each other to romantic tunes and things such as those and then that is not the manner in which a Muslim celebrates an achievement and a gift from Allah Rabbul Izzati Wal Jalal there are many other things that a person can do but that's not uh, how a person or how a Muslim especially uh, would celebrate that gift which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has granted him or that gift which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has granted her and we cannot be obedient to the creation of Allah if it involves disobedience to the creator we are all the creation of Allah Allah is the creator we cannot be obedient to any of the slaves of Allah if it means and it involves being disobedient to Allah Rabbul Izzati Wal Jalal and therefore our yardstick is the deen of Allah and the laws of the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And there is no time in a person's life when a person is not responsible for one's actions. Once again, the voice of uh, Bona Abdul Fatah program Friday Nasikha, and we're speaking about celebration in Islam. When we return, we'll be in the final segment of the show. Do stay tuned. البرنامج عالدين في يوم الجمعة يوم الجمعة يوم الجمعة Programs of Legion on a Friday only on the voice of the case Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome back to Friday Nasikha, uh, last uh, segment of uh, the Nasikha program. And uh, in studio we have Mona Abdul Fatah of the Addison Road Masjid in Saltriva. Uh, Mona Abdul Fatah uh, sharing with us some Nasikha around uh, celebration in Islam, how we celebrate. We know there's a lot of uh, matric balls going to be happening around Cape Town. We also know end of year parties where people celebrate, you know, another hard year, uh, you know, uh, done and dusted. And we we are going to going to enjoy the the, the holidays and let's celebrate. But when we look in the context of Islam and the examples that Mona's mentioned, the beauty of how Muslims celebrate, how Muslims uh, always factor Allah Subhanahu wa Taala into everything that they do, and the conscious uh, the, the consciousness that is involved in uh, in in celebrating, always remembering that uh, wherever we go, whatever we do, we are still Muslim. Yes, it might sound that, you know, oh, here we go, a damper on, on, on any kind of celebrations, and, and that's definitely what, what we have not done. Uh, we have explained that a person can celebrate, and if we want to give incentives to our to our young uh, boys and girls, those who are in matric, those who are in grade 11, um, many parents have done that. My child, you're in grade 11. I'm saving up from now. Inshallah, if you get a good pass and you give me four or five A's, then inshallah, Aziz, yourself, myself, and your mother, we are going for Umrah, inshallah. I'm saving up from now. We have to give incentive. We have to encourage. And when our, our children have achieved, we have to have an acknowledgement of that achievement. Uh, we can't, oh, good pass, mashallah, finish, end of the story. Well, we should try and encourage further our children too, to excel in everything which they do, which is permissible in the deen of Allah, Rabbul Izzati wal Jalal. So on the one hand, we do have the caution. And this is the, the middle path. This is the kind of balance we have. Yes, an achievement has been made. 
uh, we should not uh, overrate the achievement as well. Uh, passing matric in itself is not just it's not a, a, a that a massive an achievement. How many hours hours have you gone for school? We don't aim at just passing matric. We aim at excelling in that pass, getting a pass that is uh, a, a pass that you know that three, four, five is doing the best that you can do, expanding all your efforts in, in getting that result, which should be a result that you will be proud of. It will make everybody proud of you, alhamdulillah. So we should not set the bar too low also. You know, somebody passes matric and well, it's a 34% or 42% pass. And then a big hua is made about it. Well, it's a pass. Alhamdulillah, you've passed your matric. Well, there is quite a bit of room for improvement. So so the bar we should set high for our children, alhamdulillah. So if a, an achievement has been made, and then we should celebrate it. But within the confines of the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if a person wants to do that, there are many things a person can do. You can make your young daughter and your young son feel special. You can make them feel that, well, you have achieved something and you have done well. And the efforts, the efforts you have made, the sacrifice you have made, the discipline you have shown, it has paid off, alhamdulillah. And we acknowledge that we are going to go for Umrah. We acknowledge that we're going to have a Khatmul Quran. We acknowledge that we're going to have a get together. We acknowledge that we're going to take you away uh, on, on a special holiday which we haven't done in five or ten years, alhamdulillah. So, yes, recognition should be given. Yes, we should make our children feel special when they have achieved something. We remind them it comes from Allah Rabbul Isati wal Jalal. Gratitude must be shown to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But we draw the line. No alcohol, no Western pop music, which is haram in the deen of Allah Rabbul Izzati wal Jalal, singing about I want to sex you up and kiss me and lick me and love and all of those things. Uh, those are the kind of things we stay away from and we steer clear from Alhamdulillah. Functions with our alcohol and functions where a person must lose all the inhibitions and dance and, and a Muslim is clothed. A Muslim is not wrapped like cling wrap. You know, I'm covered, but it sound, looks like cling wrap. We stay away from things such as those. A Muslim is valued. A Muslim is precious. When a Muslim has achieved something, our sons and our daughters, we acknowledge, we remind them to thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We make them feel special about all the hard work they have put in and the achievements that they have made. And if they have worked very hard, but they have not achieved what they set out to do, then we make them understand, Allah rewards you for your efforts. This is what Allah has put out for you. Let's see what, what we can take from you. One step at a time, alhamdulillah. And never should we have the kind of understanding that well, till mutrik, our children have no responsibilities. From the time they have become mukallaf at the age of nine, of 10, 11, 12, whatever age they become mukallaf at, they are responsible to Allah Rabbul Izzati wal Jalal. Fajr, Dhuhr, Asr, Maghrib and Isha. The knowing and recitation of the Holy Quran, being grateful to Allah, to the gifts Allah grants every day, life every day, day, food every day, clothes every day, going to school, teachers, educators every day. We should teach our children gratitude from a young age. They must respect the educators. They must be good in school, excel in what they are doing, live in accordance with the, with the laws of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Stay away from that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made haram. So we are not saying that you shouldn't give recognition to the achievements of your children. You should not make them feel special. By all means do it. It is encouraged. But Keep in mind the obedience of Allah. Not keep in mind, ensure that it does not go into the disobedience of Allah Rabbul Izzati wal Jalal. And others cannot dictate to us how we should celebrate or how we should uh, acknowledge the achievements of our children. Uh, are we then destined to be followers? We follow others in their ways. Are we not trendsetters of our own? Can we not set a kind of precedent for our children? 
tamaf, that will be pleasing to Allah Rabbul Izzati wal Jalal? Should we not be of those that set examples for others that this is how we are celebrated? This is what we have done for our children, alhamdulillah. This is how our children feel that they have been acknowledged, that the efforts have been admired by Allah, uh, admired and we have paid attention to it and we have acknowledged what they have done and we are cognizant of the efforts that they have made. We make them feel special but all within the boundaries and the limits of the shara, the deen of Allah, the wonderful deen of Allah that our children might say, alhamdulillah, our parents sought us throughout our lives what we have comes from Allah The achievements we have made Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made it possible for us to achieve that We are grateful to Allah We show our gratitude in the obedience of Allah May Allah keep us from the disobedience of Allah And Allah keep our families from the disobedience of Allah Rabbul Isati wal Jalal and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make easy for all of our matriculants. Allah grant them the amen. best of passes. Amin thumma amin. And Allah grant them the best of futures. Amin thumma amin. Amin. And Ma'ana, just before we do go, um, there's a dua, yes. Uh, first of all, message. Salam Juma Mubarak. Ma'ana, dua for Fatima Weber and Hakim Arnold. Allah to make a recital of Quran easy for them, inshallah. Amin. And Assalamu alaikum, Ma'ana. And Fasih Shukran for a beautiful program. I want to say Shukran to Ma'ana for the daily tafsir of the Holy Quran after Fajr. I eagerly await after Fajr and follow with my Arabic English translation. Have learned so much. Alhamdulillah. May Allah guide and reward Mawlana Amin Juma Mubarak from a sister in Islam. So, yes, that dua asking the Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy uh, for Hakim um, Arnold and uh, Fatima Weber uh, for the recital of Quran, inshallah. Amin. And Allah reward the sister Amin Thumma Amin and Muhammad Fasih. I would just maybe. Um, Make dua for Ummu Zubayn. Allah make easier her difficulty she's going through, inshallah, with Aziz, and Allah grant her long life in those things. Allah, Amin, Thumma, Amin. Amin, Jazakallah. Well, Mona, uh, I think that's about it for us uh, on the Friday Nasikha. Just uh, maybe a short 30 second dua before we do final close of the program. Al-Fatiha. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Wa salatu wa salamu ala Sayyidil Mursaleen. Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een. Allahumma aghfir wa rahamu wa tajawaz amma ta'lam fa inna ka anta al-azul akram. Allahumma aghlis niyyatina wa kullana nasira wa mu'ayyidan. اللهم وفقنا لما تحب وترضى اللهم يا الله تقبل منا فإنك أنت سميع العليم وتب علينا فإنك أنت تواب الرحيم اللهم يسل المذكورين تلاوة القرآن يا رب العالمين اللهم يسل لهما فإن تيسير كل عسير عليك يسير سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين الحمد لله رب العالمين That's the voice of Mona Abdul Fatahka Shukran Mona for coming in and sharing that beautiful nasikha with us and Jumu Mubarak to Mona and family and all the best for the rest of the day. Shalom. Allah wa yakum wa salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.